0: The opinions expressed on the ACB Media Network are those of the content providers and should not be viewed as an endorsement of any product or service, nor does it reflect the views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff.
1: All right, welcome everyone to What is Active Listening Part 2. We couldn't think of any more original (laughs) name than that. (laughs) so. <laughs> I am Lucy, and I am here with my co facilitator, Anthony. And uh, hi, Anthony.
2: <laughs> Hello, Lucy. <Yes. laughs>
1: and um, we uh, put on the first part of this. Oh, goodness. How did I get out of my. I'm oh, sorry. Uh, we put on the first part of this um, several weeks ago before convention. And, um, so we didn't get done with everything that we wanted to give to you. So, um, we decided to do a part two. And, uh, so what we will do is we will, uh, summarize a little bit of what we did the first call and then we will, um, play a little game. We're going to play a little game with you and, uh, Oh, let's see. Do a little quiz and give you some. Some we're going to delve a little deeper into, you know, what uh, what is active listening and how it can help you. So, and then if we have time, we'll do a little, maybe a little role play exercise. But uh, we'll we'll stop every now and then and ask for questions and comments from you because we uh, we really enjoyed that the first time we did it. So. So active listening is really a vital skill that you need anywhere in your life. And this can be in employment, in an organization you belong to, or to help you achieve your full potential. And as a result of active listening, you can support your team and members of your organization better. And ultimately you can lead more effectively. And this skill can also help you in your relationships, and everyday dealings with people, your family, your partner, um, just any people that you come in contact with every day. So active listening is really about being present in the conversation and focusing on what the person is saying, and not on how we intend to respond to the other person when they finish speaking. And I know that's really easy to do. You're, you know, you're, you're, you're thinking that you're listening to them and you're thinking, oh, I don't know, I, I, I want to talk to them about this. And, you know, and so while you're thinking of how you're going to respond to them in one certain part of the conversation, you're not giving your full attention to what they're saying after that. So we've got, six uh, different benefits of active listening that we uh, came up with that we talked about last time and how they can help you. So um, the first one is active listening builds trust and strong relationships. And, you know, trust is a major uh, commodity that active listening can help you establish in any kind of relationship. So, you know, you might ask yourself, do, do people seem reluctant to share information with me? And if if you think they do, this is a sign that they they may not trust you. And People may not be feeling heard when they speak to you, in which case, learning to listen actively creates the opportunity to reestablish trust and form healthier relationships with everybody. Mm -hmm. Don't you think so, Anthony? Yes,
2: it definitely builds that connection It 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 builds that communication network and um, definitely trust is... Uh, a vital um, component to communication, to listening. And um, when we build that um, trust, we're able to build that, um, you know, bridge of um, just collaborating, just understanding. And that's so important in in all aspects. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So the second one is, active listening can help you to resolve conflict. Mm-hmm. And so all of us have conflicts in, in all aspects of our lives. Everybody has conflicts in, in one form or another. And, and people are going to misunderstand each other or hold different points of view. Everybody, you know, we wouldn't, we wouldn't have the world that we do if, if that weren't the case. So, um, active listening is really crucial in these circumstances, because often we can only see issues from our own perspective. And sometimes we become so deeply, like, just entrenched in our own position and values and beliefs that we don't even think about it from the other person's point of view. And that's really important. So when we when we engage in active listening, it encourages us to see issues from different viewpoints and to recognize other people's feelings and to kind of, you know, appreciate them more. And it forms a basis to hear the other person's message and to move us forward toward a resolution of conflict. And it also, you know, when when you're really engaged, and you're actively listening, this, this fosters like, respect between people, people are going to respect you more if you if they think that you actively listen to them, and you, you know, really hear what they're saying and think about their point of view from from their perspective. So, um, The third one is that it prevents you from missing important information. And um, so the focus of active listening and hearing the whole message means that you're engaged on a higher level with the speaker and that allows you to absorb more specific details from the from the interaction. And like You know, if you're, if you're uh, receiving like instructions or training on something, you'll be able to recall the details more easily if you're, if you're really listening, rather than if you're, you know, your mind is wandering and you're, you're thinking, I don't, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do that or not, you know, I don't, I don't think I'm going to be able to learn that or, you know, you're just not, not quite focused on what that person is saying, but But if you are, chances are your learning ability will be greater if you're um, in some kind of a, you know, training, whether it be technology or something for your employment or, um, yeah.
2: That's so true. When we're in tune and when we're focused on um, the um, one conversation, it's so different than when we have, um, we're at times we're multitasking, where we're attempting to do multiple things, um, like s- shooting an email, sending a text, um, um, trying to um, communicate with two different calls at one time. Sometimes y- you you need to, but then sometimes it's it's definitely a plus when when you're focused.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. So the fourth one is that active listening enables you to identify or even anticipate problems. Um, And it can create the opportunity to like gauge whether a problem exists or whether what they're telling you is a sign that a problem could surface and help you to devise a strategy to address the issue. Um, so, so when you're actively listening to somebody, you can develop an entire sense of the problem and evaluate all the different aspects based on the details you hear. So it just, um, you know, helps you to identify problems or conflicts between people. And the fifth one is it helps you to build uh, more knowledge. And so um, everybody, I mean, I would hope that everybody will, would embrace learning. I mean, I, I know I, I never want to stop learning. <laughs> and so active listening is a powerful skill that, that supports learning. And if you're focusing more tensely, intensely, it, it makes it possible to like absorb information and understand different topics better and and then remember more details from what you've learned. And it, it also holds true for our relationships with everybody. I mean, if if you know you're really listening to somebody, if you're trying to get to know somebody, if if you're listening to what they're saying, then it helps you to get to know them better and and more quickly. And so you can develop, you know, closer relationships with people more easily. And the last one is that as a leader, active listening empowers you. And as a person also, actually. I mean, um, active listening is, Uh, It helps to build confidence and you gain an understanding of what will be beneficial in your organization or your relationship and it expands your perspective and um, you'll become more aware of what's happening and you'll communicate much better. So all of this really paves the way for you to be more confident as a leader as a partner, uh, everything. Um, So it's a communication skill really that, you know, it builds trust between you and others and um, just helps you to resolve conflicts and all that. So with all that being said, let's, um, let's see if anybody has any comments or questions, first of all, before we go any further.
3: Anybody? Kenneth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Kenneth. Oh, Kenneth. Okay,
0: uh-huh. okay. thank you, Sheila. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you all for doing this today. Again, Anthony and Lucy, it's so good uh, to be reminded about that I really should give it, uh, my undivided attention to anyone who gives me the time and trust that I would hear hear and want to hear what they have to say uh and i thought about it being embarrassing as i heard you speak i thought of how how embarrassing it would be if i was while they're speaking i'm checking my text messages or trying to send email that i needed to get out and all of a sudden they say kenneth well uh what do you think about i what i just said and then i'm here oh what did they say you know so I, i i am trying my best to uh uh, show that I appreciate them even giving me the time, and they they thought enough of me to even hear their concern or, um, or, or the issue they wanted me to even give input on, or just sometimes people just need somebody to just listen. That's all they want.
1: hmm absolutely. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you so much for being here, Kenneth. I appreciate we appreciate that. okay. Any, anybody else, Sheila? Uh-huh, you got several uh, Melissa. Hello, Melissa.
4: Hello, Lucy and Anthony, uh, or I guess should I say aloha, Anthony.
1: <laughs>
4: um, good to meet you, and I hope that you and everybody else in Hawaii are doing okay. Um, anyway, um, this is a subject that I am extremely passionate about. I didn't know what active listening was until I took speech class in high school, and it changed my life for the better, for good reasons, but... I can remember a situation one time in 2007, I believe, or 08, I went to this church and there was a gentleman that I was good friends with, him and his wife, and he was a disc jockey here in the area, and I was told by another church person that I was not allowed to contact him, that I wasn't allowed to see him in church, or just have any relationship with him at all, friendship, whatever, well that really concerned me. And I was younger at the time and, you know, was learning about life. Mm-hmm. And so I was taking, I was working with a psychologist at that point And I told him about the situation and he said, okay, Melissa, he said, here's what you need to do. He said, I want you to call this gentleman up whenever he gets off work. Cause I know you have his work number. I want you to call him and tell him what was, you know, what went on, And then get his perspective on what he thinks, because obviously this sounds like this was just something that this lady just said to you just to make you look bad. And he said, actively listen to what this guy tells you once you tell him what you want to tell him and see what happens from there. So I did. And believe it or not, we actually became better friends after that point. Because I really took the time to listen to his viewpoint about what was going on and what she said to me was a lie. And he was obviously very upset with her, with this other lady. And like I said, we actually became better friends after that point and we started respecting each other's boundaries. That's another thing that active listening does, is that it it teaches you how to respect other people's boundaries. Yep, that's true. Yeah. So I really and and just for the record too you know as hosts of these community calls we have to actively listen at all mm-hmm. times
1: yeah for so sure
4: i just wanted to bring those two things up but thank you okay. for for doing this because this is so valuable
1: all right thanks melissa thanks for sharing that thank you all right triple g
5: triple g <laughs> hello thank you this is a topic that's very interesting to me um just briefly i'll share that um I was a crisis uh, telephone counselor. I didn't counsel telephones. I counseled people but, um, <laughs> for four years, and um, we were trained. We had a two-month-long training before we even began to um, do the crisis line uh, calls on active listening, and it was um, it was one or two months worth of material, and. Um, It was really, really good. So um, I will um, share just a a brief situation and um, I want to see what you guys think about this. But um, so I was in the one of the things that's really important in active listening is, and you may have talked about this during part one, is the paralanguage aspect, listening to what someone's not saying, but yet the intonation of their voice. And as people who are blind and visually impaired, we may pick up on that a little bit more. We may not. So Mm -hmm. um, one of my friends was telling me about something, a deep thing. we were on the way to lunch in his car, and he was telling me about a deep, what he thought was a deep subject um, about work, you know, his his what what he was struggling with at work. And um, my next question to him what uh, my next thought to him was that I uh, blurted out like right away, I'm like, hmm, I wonder where we can eat for lunch Mm -hmm. because I was not listening to him at all. Mm -hmm. And I could notice that um, he um, had like a tone, you know, a tone (laughs) of voice after that. And I said, Brian, I am sorry. Yeah. I apologize because I wasn't the best active listener that I could be so we need to do what Terry Lynn taught me and Anthony, I'm sure you know this. We need to open our let's see if I can get this Hawaiian word right, because Terry Lynn and I did a whole workshop on active listening and communication with some great uh, panelists. But
1: I did open, not know that.
5: <laughs> open, open your papawi. Right, Anthony. Is it open your ears? Open your Open your papawai papawai. What, uh, Anthony Pepeau. Pepeau, <laughs> which means ears okay. in Hawaiian. Okay, I I papawai papawai. Yes. Anyway, obviously <laughs> I wasn't actively listening during uh during. No, I was. But open your pepeau. So we need to open our pepeau. So everybody on this call, open your pepeau and listen actively uh, to each other. Thanks, Lucy, and look for the podcast of Terry Lynn and my—not um, to shamelessly self-promote, but we did confidently communicating with care, and it was uh, a lot of it was about active listening.
1: I'd love to hear it. Yeah, yeah um, we had
5: some great panelists. So yeah.
1: So you know what you shared with your friend there with us—it's uh, kind of you know your your uh, the tone of his voice let you know that he was probably thinking, you know, well, I shared this with you, you didn't bother to listen to me. And if you hadn't apologized to him, he probably would have thought, I'm not sharing anything more with you. Do you know what I'm saying? The trust issue there. Yeah, so, and I yeah. mean, we
5: had, we had been friends for a number of years, so who knows, you know, yeah, yeah. when it would have changed. But yeah, uh-huh. the trust issue. Yes, yeah. you're totally right, Lucy. You yeah.
1: know, maybe maybe for a while. I mean, since, since you were already good friends, you know, he probably would have, you know, developed that trust again. But, you know, it probably, you know, upset him to think that. And I know it would have me if I was you know, trying to share something really important to me with someone. And they just said, Hey, where are we going to, you know? (laughs) And,
5: and even today, like during when Melissa was talking, like Mm -hmm. Melissa, if you're still on here, I apologize to you for totally not actively because I was thinking about what I wanted to say. Exactly. And and Mm -hmm. I just apologize to you, my, my uh, sister in Christ, Melissa and, uh, Hopefully you'll forgive me, but um, yeah. So, um, but yeah, we need Amen. to be honest with each other. So, yeah. Okay, thanks, Lucy. Okay. And so-
2: I was thinking sometimes yeah. when we're mindful of, you know, what the conversation, like when someone's saying they're hungry or something like that, sometimes we're just doing a self-check or checking the time and like just, just reaffirming. Um, yeah, you know, um, perhaps um, we can grab a bite, or you know, if, if we're together, you know, after we have this conversation, you know, we can figure out something to eat, or um, definitely, um, um, I haven't had lunch yet either. So you know, just building that 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 understanding sometimes is a continued um, dialogue. It just helps to um, just create that, that openness, that um, relationship, that understanding.
1: And I think that somebody's tone of voice when they respond to you or you respond to them it is something that we, as people who are blind or visually impaired, we, we pick up on that, you know. But sighted people may may pick up more on gestures and body language and, you know, nodding of the head. And, uh, you know, when you nod your head, that's kind of an affirmation that, oh, yeah, I hear I heard what you said. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Whereas if you sit with your arms folded across your chest and you're, you know, all closed in, you're hunched over and you're, (laughs) you know, you're probably not you're probably not listening real effectively when you're, you know, doing things like that. So, okay, who's next, Sheila? Do have Anne. Uh-huh.
6: Ann, hi, Ann. Can you hear me? Yeah. yeah. Oh, this is a great topic. Um, very interesting. Um, but what I'm noticing is, for an example, when I'm talking with someone from a company, and I'm talking to them about coming out to do whatever they're, planning on doing or whatever and i ask a question and they'll answer my question about something that has absolutely nothing about what i just asked them Mm -hmm. have you ever had that happen and and i'll say well that's not the question i asked Mm -hmm. the question i asked was and then i go oh well um yeah we can do that i'm thinking you didn't even hear what i said the first time i'm finding (laughs) That people, overall, people don't really listen. Yeah, you're right. Yes. I mean, it happens yeah. all the time. And I'm thinking, you know, what are you thinking about? Or are you you're working or you're doing something else? And you didn't even hear the question I asked. And you're answering me with something that doesn't even make sense.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, that's true. And I true. tell them,
6: that's not what I ask
1: you. Mm-hmm.
6: Yep. i don't know where that answer came from but that's not the question i asked you the question i asked you was mm-hmm. and then they go oh well yeah we can do that or right Whatever, mm-hmm. yeah
1: yep that's a that's a, an example of it right there for sure So,
6: do they not talk to company and companies do they not talk to the employees about actively listening especially with the ones that answer the phones
1: well i would they they should if they don't they sh- certainly should but i because you they're know. not
6: listening to what we say
1: right yeah 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 all I right well all thanks yeah for sure thanks ann you're welcome all right donna hey donna hello so um active listening
7: can it it, it It's really important is it sets up a tone of safety for both of you. You know, we all want to have safe conversations. We want to know that we're in a situation that is okay to say what we need to say. Um, And if you're catching that, that's not a a situation that's not good. That one thing um, I have happened personally that can affect my active listening and um, I'm hoping that um, one of the things you're, well, y'all will talk about is ways to maybe improve our active listening or to assist our active listening. Um, some of us who may be hard of hearing, um, it makes active listening hard. Um, mm-hmm. Like for example, my supervisor talks, she's a very low voice. It makes it hard for me to hear her sometimes. Now mm-hmm. she's aware of this uh, also the speed a person talks, um, can affect mm-hmm. how it's heard. And, um, and that can also affect it. So sometimes it worries me when I'm having conversations with people. And if I've realized I may not have heard them correctly. Um, and sometimes I don't realize it, uh, it, it frustrates me because sometimes it's because I may not have caught it because of a, um, um you know I have this hearing deficit so mm-hmm. I'm cu- curious what y'all have to say about things like that
1: well yeah we'll get into that in a little bit you know talking about like um how to affirm that you have heard what people say
7: yeah exactly yeah. but yeah mm-hmm. but like I was saying it, because um if the person I hear you correctly and they're trying to tell you something that's really critical. You know, it 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 might not be safe.
1: Right, you know? you're right,
7: and mm-hmm. so that's why I was bringing up. You know, it's important that it the uh, the active listening is on both sides.
1: Sure, it, it could mess up the safety of that conversation. Absolutely, yeah.
7: Thank you. Thanks, it's Donna. This is
1: really good. All right, thanks. <laughs> All right, I think we have one in Clubhouse, Bill. All right.
7: Uh, we have
8: Rob.
1: Hi there.
0: Looks like you're done talking, so we'll lower your hand in eight seconds. Hand lowered.
8: Rob, you can unmute.
3: Okay, seems like he's having trouble.
1: Okay, anybody else? Yeah, Lynn.
3: Hi, Lucy. Hi, Anthony. Uh, I'm on my bus going to my chapter picnic. I apologize for that. Just got on the bus. But one of the things that I think about active listening is I was in a peer counseling group and you had to take turns. And that was very important to really listen attentively and intently to the person so that you know what they were talking about. And it could be very um, personal to them. And also, you know, I've been told a lot uh, since I was you know, young, like my 30s, that I was a good listener. And I try to. And even with my participants in my dissertation. So, you know, I think active listening, there's a difference between listening and hearing. And hearing, you just, just listen, you, you, you know, you you hear the voices, but you're not, you're not really listening to what they're saying. And if you're listening to what they're saying, you will reflect back to them. Oh, is this what you're saying? Is this what you mean? Because I want to make sure I really understand you. And I think understanding um, is very important when you're talking to somebody else and they're trying to share with you and you're trying to share with them. Instead of thinking about the next thing you want to say, mm-hmm. instead of thinking about, um, well, gee, uh, I'm hungry. You know, instead of instead of really paying attention to what they're saying. And I've had this happen many times with my uh, mother, actually, when she would be distracted by something visual, you know, and she would not even listen to what I was saying. It was very frustrating. And so, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, you know, because my family was a very talky family, but still, you know, they wouldn't listen to me. So I think that, you know, listening to people, really caring about what they're saying, caring about them, and also including everybody. I think uh, listening is is very inclusive. You're open, you're inclusive, you're not, and I've been in groups where somebody else was a facilitator, and I thought they were terrible because they weren't including everybody and trying to get, um, you know, comments from everybody who was there who wanted to make comments. And so I said something about that. So I think Active listening is a very important skill, and we have to practice it all the time. To make sure that we're doing it. Thank you so much, both of you.
1: All right, thanks, Lynn, for sharing with us, and glad you're here. Okay, anybody else? Um, Bell was Rob able to unmute? Uh, no. Let's see.
3: Let's see. Uh come back and we'll
1: we'll all right. Well I'll tell you what, let's um (laughs) let's lighten it up a little bit. Um and we're gonna play a little game that is gonna be a real uh elementary test of your listening skills. And so we're gonna play verbal Simon says. So everybody who wants to play can unmute, and I'll say, Simon says, say, whatever. I'll say, Simon says, say, and then I'll say a word. And then you say it aloud. And then every once in a while, I'll slip in a word without saying Simon says. And we'll see how many people say it anyway, okay? So everybody knows how to play Simon Says, but this is just going to be a little bit different than, you know, Simon Says, touch your nose. Simon Says, whatever. Um, It's just going to be a verbal, okay? (laughs) Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Simon Says, say books. 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 Simon Says, say paper.
3: Paper. Paper. Paper.
1: Simon Says, say computer." computer. Computer. Simon says, say keyboard. 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 Yes. Say desk. All right. <laughs> Simon say says, yes. say chair. 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 Simon says, say table. 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 Simon oh. says, say house. 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 Simon says, say music. Music. <laughs> Simon says, say apple. Apple. Diamond oh. says, say radio. 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 Say dishes.
3: They dishes. Oops. Got somebody. <laughs> yes, you're out. All right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Simon says say silverware. 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 Simon says say food. 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 Simon says say dinner. 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 Simon says say door. 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 Oh. Simon says say lock. 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 Simon says say key. 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 Simon says, say sofa. Sofa. So coffee.
9: coffee. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> ah gotcha. Lynn's Lynn. trying to be smart.
1: Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right, one more time. Simon says, say sugar. Sugar. Sure. <laughs> Simon says, say cream. 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 Cup. <laughs> All right. Out there a little sure. bit. <laughs> yeah. whoops did I? Oh, sorry. Whoops. All right. Well, we'll try it again then. Simon says, say mug. 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 Simon mug. says, say spoon. 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 Simon says, say saucer. Oh. Simon saucer. says, say milk. 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 Simon milk. says, say glass. 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 Simon says, say lemonade. Simon lemonade. Lemonade. Hey. says, say iced tea. Ice- Ice tea. tea. Simon says, say lemon.
9: Lemon. Lemon. Lemon.
1: Simon says say strawberry. strawberry. Say cherry. Say cherry. <laughs> oh my.
6: <laughs>
1: All right. Well, I mean, that's just a real real uh silly way to see, you know, I mean it, it it's easy to get caught in something like that. Um <laughs>
2: Yeah. It, it, it's kind of like when um lynn was talking about she's she's at the picnic um headed to a picnic and <laughs> one of my thoughts was a childhood game of um, um patty cake patty cake which basically um, it you have to um allow for each other to have a dialogue to have a a turn but and, and that's one of the things is this tracking with what each other's saying yeah yeah for sure okay yeah. um you know i so- was th- i was oh, thinking um since we have donna browning and we have um Kenneth simeon maybe would it be good if we share just a little bit how we met and then um i know there's an Inspire mentoring program that's coming up that um, they have a um, due date for um, consideration of completing an application. Maybe we can have them share just a little bit about it.
1: Oh, we could do that, yeah. So we met during the pilot program of the Mentoring Access Peer Support Program that ACB started uh, last uh, September, September 15th. And the program ran through June 15th. And it was the first time that the ACB had um, started its mentoring program. And this came about from a resolution that was passed in a previous convention. So, we called ourselves explorers and guides and mentor or mentee was the you know whatever um and i i was actually the guide and anthony was the explorer although i think we kind of switched roles on and off (laughs) throughout the program if you want to know the truth um (laughs) and uh we we did a lot of like leadership exercises and things like that um and we, we just had a lot of, a lot of fun. And we, we had two, two community calls on the books by Spencer Johnson, Who Moved My Cheese, and Out of the Maze. And those were both really fun. And then Kenneth presented an article to the whole mentoring uh, group about active listening. And so Anthony and I decided uh, before convention that we would do part one and we did. And so now we're doing part two. So um, now ACB is getting ready to launch another uh, session of the mentoring program and they're calling it Inspire this time. Um, So Kenneth, do you wanna talk a little bit about that?
0: Yes, thank you so much. Yes, we want to inspire uh, our members to get involved in the work of ACB from the local level on to the national level. And so our focus will be on uh, providing inspiration, uh, but we're still going to focus on providing mentorship, access, and peer support as we did before. But uh, I told everybody recently that the word INSPIRE is all in capital letters and their acronyms uh, that stand for IMAGINE nurture, support, prepare, influence, reflect, and evolve. And so those words will be used throughout the program year That begins on September fourteenth and concludes next year uh, on June the fourteenth. And so we're trying. uh, We'll have our guides and explorers that we will select uh, by September first, and uh, or by the end of August, really. And then we will announce those shortly thereafter. But we want to make sure we we uh, get enough applications in uh, in order to uh, select twelve guides, which are mentors, and twelve explorers. Uh, which are uh, mentees. So, um, and then those they they will work together as a team, and we'll have special activities throughout the uh, what we call the uh, program year <clears throat> to make sure that everybody's working well together, and the mentoring team uh, works together to join in on quarterly meetings with everyone and we open the door for everybody to reach out to us at any time when they have questions or, or any comments they may want to make. Donna Browning, did you want to share anything about the upcoming deadline or anything that you might want to share about the program? Um,
7: I don't have my calendar in front of me right now, but uh, Ms. Kenneth says we will um, get the applications in. we will make our choices and announce them. Then we'll Um, meet with the um, people that we select and we will help them meet each other Um, and from then on they'll have different activities um, um, that they will participate in to encourage them and inspire them, um, you know, different things so
1: that they can grow as leaders I think the deadline is what, August
0: 17th? Next Thursday, August yes, 17th. Yes. And uh, I sent the message out again uh, with an update for everybody to be reminded and the link to our uh, ACB's website, acb.or, acb.org, in order for people to go and read a little bit more about it and click on the appropriate link, which will be either to apply to be a guide or to apply to be a mentor I mean a mentee which is an explorer and so uh, we want everybody to really read the criteria that's that's there on that site it's also in the notice that I put out but if you go to acb.org you can just scroll down and you'll hear where right after it talks about news acb news there'll be something coming up talking about the inspire mentoring program and the dates that it'll uh, begin and all and then you want to make sure that you are prepared before you go to the application. You, you're going to be asked questions to make sure that you tell us more about yourself so uh, than just a basic sentence so that we can know how to pair you with someone else that uh, may apply may apply as a guide if you're applying as an explorer. And we will uh, make those selections uh, early on in September. And then we will make that announcement and start pairing those together then we I like the introductory meetings we have so they can get to know one another to start off And uh, it's going to be real interesting to see how it all turns out. We're really wanting people who want to uh, entertain uh, growing in ACB uh, to just begin even focusing on the local level. We don't want anybody, we don't want to encourage anybody to say, oh, I I just joined, but I want to be on the board of directors of ACB. (laughs) We really want you to learn more about the organization. So our guides are expected within their criteria, they are expected to know and be able to communicate our mission and purpose and our core. Values too. They explore and they can work together. Even memorize those things, and then they'll know. Then they begin to learn more. And that guide should actually tell people to visit that ACB website, become familiar with all the programs and activities we're doing, and sign up for on one of our lists, ACB conversation or whatever it may be, for you to get. Uh, news coming to you to know what's really happening in ACB. And so because I've heard before, there's a lot of people that really they are in the chapter, but that's all they know about. Some people, they found out about the state level. They say, oh, I didn't know, know that existed. Uh, they found out about the, about the National Convention. And some people told me before they've been members for some years and never heard about the National Convention. So this is the time for everybody to be uh, educated and then become inspired to join in and help everything to keep moving forward for ACDB. Yeah, and
1: I know you had two community calls talking about the program, too, which I thought was really cool. Um So yeah, but lots of, lots of opportunities for people to, to find out about the program and, um, join the program. If you so choose, I know as a guide, it was a great experience for me and, uh, I, I really enjoyed it. So, and definitely as an
2: explorer, whoops, I enjoyed it and I, I found a lot of growth in myself and I. I couldn't have been matched with a better um, mentor than Lucy. I mean, d- despite many <laughs> challenges, we overcame, and um, you know, mm-hmm. that's one of the biggest things you develop. And um, definitely, what is the um way to contact the mentoring? I mean, the um Inspire program. Yeah.
0: Okay, we want you to write us email. Really, send a uh, email to acb dot mentoring that's e excuse me m-e-n-t-o-r-i-n-g at gmail.com so that's acb.mentoring at gmail.com with any questions comments uh and we ask you to do that as soon as possible because that deadline is shortly arriving yes uh, it is up upon us okay yeah
1: all right well appreciate your being here kenneth and always always like to have you come to our calls we love it yeah so Thank yeah, thanks so much. All right. So let's um let's talk a little bit about active listening versus reflective listening. So the difference between the two is that active listening shows that the listener is hearing what the person is saying and acknowledges the person speaking. So you're not just hearing what they're saying, but it's, it's getting in there. It's getting into your brain. It's getting in there. So you, you, after they're done speaking, you would acknowledge what, you know, what they've said, basically kind of an affirmation type thing. And reflective listening involves the listener reflecting back on what the speaker is saying. So they kind of go hand in hand, active listening and reflective listening, go hand in hand. And so reflective listening can involve, um, reflecting on the words that the person used or reflecting on the feeling that the person, uh, used like, well, like the, okay. Like the tone of voice. In other words, like what we talked about, um, and there are many similarities between active listening and reflective listening, uh, such as uh, you know summarizing what the speaker has said and paraphrasing the content, and utilizing being quiet when it feels right. You know, sometimes you don't need to say anything, and each of these skills help the speaker to feel heard. And the central difference between active and reflective listening is that reflective listening involves the goal of helping the speaker to develop insight. And active listening involves paying attention and hearing. And um, so reflective listening helps the speaker to make connections where they may have not previously been made. Um, and so some examples maybe of active and reflective listening are, uh, like I said before, nodding in nonverbal understanding and this shows that the person is listening. Um, and statements such as, yes, and I, I understand, um these acknowledge what the person is saying, Uh, you know, paraphrasing a statement, uh, and it helps the person to, to feel heard and understood. Um, And if you use the statement like, so it sounds like you said, just to make sure that you actually did understand what they, what they said, like what we said before, like what Donna said, if, if she, you know, if someone is a little hard of hearing, and, and someone is speaking to them, and they may not be able to hear the tone of their voice as well as someone else's. So to be able to say, well, uh, it sounds like you said, or I understood you to say, whatever, and that is an affirmation that you you're, you're, you're getting what they're saying. And you are actively listening. So, um, so I just want to know if anybody's got anything to say about that.
5: Triple G. Triple G. Yeah, Lucy, something uh, you made me think of as I was reflectively listening to you was the fact that um, listening doesn't always mean uh, two things, but they're both interrelated. Listening doesn't always mean that you're solving the problem. Um, On the, you know, you think, okay, I worked on a mental health crisis line. One of the things they told us, and this blew my mind, Lucy and Anthony when they told us this, is that people just need people can figure out their own solutions to problems. Even in a mental health crisis. They just need to be listened to.
8: Mm-hmm.
5: That blew my mind because that made me think, wow, how many times during a conversation do we want to fix people? You know? Um, there's been a few times in this conversation where I've wanted to, I, I've wanted to, you know, say to people, "Oh, this is what you can do." you know, But mm-hmm. we don't go we're not fixers by active listening. We are fellow communicators. And that goes back to the whole reciprocal thing. So I'm going to be quiet. I'm going to use silence now. And, um, <laughs> but I just no. wanted to say that.
1: So, no, I appreciate that. I, I sure do. Yeah. Yeah. We, yeah. Anybody else? Carla. <laughs> Carla.
8: I'm really enjoying this. And, um, you know, um, I, re- I think I may have said this in part one, but the thing that I value the most is somebody's attention. I really try to give myself or to give another person my undivided attention. In fact, I got to tell you a funny little story. When you got off onto the tangent about um, the mentoring program, I thought, mm-hmm. oh, a plant. This is a quiz. So I'm listening so <laughs> and I thought, well, what are we what are you gonna ask me? Oh, well, they met during the pilot program and I was making mental notes and well, bad. we could have done that. <laughs> it was a plant i i really did but i just want you to know i didn't multitask i know about this program because i've read about it so i i didn't necessarily need all the information because it wasn't ne- it wasn't new to me but i concentrated and didn't multitask because i thought uh oh this is a plant there's going <laughs> to be a quiz so i thought i better <laughs> But, oh, that's funny. But what do you do if you if you don't feel heard? If you give some, you give others their your undivided attention, and you reflect, and you do all the things, but they don't give you the same courtesy. I find that quite frustrating.
9: It
1: is, it is, and I mean, maybe you could just if if you don't if you don't feel that someone is is under you know listening to what you're saying. uh I, I mean, I say this a lot. Do you I mean, just in everyday language, do you know what I mean? Do you know what I'm saying? You know, I mean, and I, I'm not necessarily asking someone to like paraphrase what I said, but you could. I mean, you could. I mean, you know, do you, you know, can you can you tell me in your own words what you think I said? if you if you don't think that someone is really, you know, um is do you does everybody I mean is that is that acceptable do you do you feel that's acceptable I do I really yeah do. I, I I do yeah just
5: to just to jump in a quick phrase might be help me understand help me understand what you're trying to say
1: um, yeah, but if you, if you are, if you are saying something and you think the other person is not hearing what you're saying, you know, um, to, to have them repeat back in, in their words what they think you said. Um, is that, does that
3: make
8: sense? Yes, it does, and I think I'm going to try that because I'm on the receiving end of not. I can I can hear people's little fingers texting along when I'm talking, and Mm. I feel like sometimes I get mad, and there's a little voice and a big voice inside me crying out, "Doggone it! I have given you my undivided attention and done all the right things. Can you show me the same courtesy?" And of course, I don't do it, but that little voice is in my every time I hear that little button texting, or I feel something hear somebody chewing in my ear when they called me and they're eating on the phone and i'm i've dropped everything i've done to give you know i'm doing to give them my undivided attention because they, they called me and they call me and they don't have the you know courtesy to stop and so i have said to people when i do that i've had to say why don't you call me back when you're done eating you're obviously exactly yeah I'm I, you know, stopping shy of, you know, I don't like to hear your saliva in my ear. You know what I
1: mean? Yeah, yeah. But, no, but texting while someone is talking to you, that's really rude, I think. I mean, I I, I would not do that to somebody. I just, yeah, I think that's Hello, uh Steve? Hi. Did you have something you wanted to say? Um, they don't have their hand raised. Oh, okay. <laughs> you do have a couple hands. Okay, all right. Let's go to raised hands. Terry Lynn.
10: Terry Lynn, yay! Hi. Hi. Hi
1: <laughs>
10: <laughs> I just wanted to. Um, well, first, I'll tell you a funny story. When um, me and me and Anthony were first learning about communication, I I heard this funny thing on the radio. So. This lady always, um, she tells her husband, oh, so when I tell you, you know, what did you say? It's an opportunity for you to tell me something else because I didn't like what you said, right? So I told that to Anthony and he just kept saying the same thing louder and louder and louder. (laughs) 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 That didn't quite work with him.
3: (laughs) Uh
10: but um, but yeah so you know like for me um using certain words like i hear what you're saying or um is this what you said and then i i repeat what what they just um told me so that you know for myself i can clarify okay is is that what you're telling me or are you telling me something else but it's Actually finding words that um, will be sensitive to people, mm-hmm. you know, and and they may change depending on who the person is to you. You know, like when Anthony is not listening, I ask him, I tell him, are you listening? And then he says yes. So I usually tell him, OK, so what did I say? And then you get some awkward <laughs> silence. <laughs> like, because he didn't. But I'm not telling him you're not listening. I just Mm say okay. So you're listening. What did you say? What did I say? Uh huh. Yeah. And then you get an awkward silence, right? So, yeah. You know. Yep. It depends on the person and the relationship you have with the person Mm -hmm. that you find um, words that you can um, express to them. Active listening. (laughs) (laughs) Because I mean.
1: I know like when I've been caught, <laughs> I don't want to say with my pants down, that's not uh, sorry, family friendly, sorry, um when I've been caught not not listening to somebody, and I have been and and they they say, you know, well do you do you want, do you know what I just said, and I have to say i'm I'm sorry, i w- I wasn't paying a lot of attention to what you were saying. It's embarrassing, and it should be. But for some people, it's not, (laughs) you know, um, I I, I think, I think it's, it's, it's normal for some of us to be good listeners. And yet, it's also normal for some people to not be good listeners. And, and, and if they kind of go through their life, you know, having to, to have things repeated because they just weren't paying attention or whatever, they don't care. But I do. I I care when I'm when I'm caught like that, when I'm caught not not paying attention to somebody and having to say it to admit it. I think it's embarrassing.
9: All so right, one more hand. Judy. Okay, Judy. Judy. Hey Lucy and everybody. Um, I have a very close friend that I spend a fair amount of time with every week. Who is the worst listener on the planet? I mean, I just I know this. Um, he's an attorney by profession, so I'm I'm hoping that he's a better listener with his job. But I have only called him out now. Let me back up. I mean, if it's something serious, I know he's listening. I mean, but if we're just chit chatting. And I'm relating something that happened during the week or whatever. I know he fades out quite a bit. And mm-hmm. so you talk about like nodding ahead or saying, mm-hmm. I, I know he will say, mm-hmm, and I know he really wasn't listening to me. He's thinking about something else that he wants to say, maybe not even in response to what I said, just something else that he wants to bring up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't I've I've called him out on it a couple of times. I don't feel comfortable calling him out on a regular basis because that's just his style. I think that, oh, I think also he turns out, tunes out the women in his life, but that's a that's a whole other, that's a whole other thing. So, um, but even, I mean, so as blind people, we don't see the nodding of the head, but people can still nod their head yeah. or say mm-hmm and not hear, not pay, be paying any attention at all mm-hmm. to, to what you're saying. It's just a, it's an unconscious thing that, that you know, that people do and i think the people that
1: do that when they really are not listening are those people that have devised ways of letting people think that they're listening right so so those people are the ones that i talked about that are normally not good listeners do you yeah. know what i mean i mean it's yeah, because it's
9: absolutely
1: yeah yeah i i i agree with you there wow yeah and I know
9: I have a style like I was just doing now. I'll go, mm-hmm. I, but I'm still listening when I'm yeah. doing that, I'll go, Yeah, uh huh, you know. And, and I am listening, I don't, if I'm not listening, I don't know that I do that. Now, I will admit, I do tune him out if he's talking about some movie that I have absolutely no interest in, I'll, I'll <laughs> tune, but that's different, you know. Yes, yes, I, I don't need to be paying attention to that, and I might say mm-hmm, a couple of times, but yeah. uh. It's, yeah, it's a definitely a skill that people develop to let the other person know that they're paying attention when, in fact, they are really not paying attention at all. So
1: That's a good point. Good you know, point. Thanks, thanks for this.
9: And, and one other thing that, that uh, Triple G brought up just really quickly. Uh, I do find that if I have raised my hand on occasion, I will be thinking about what it is that I want to say or how I want to say it and not always listening to all of the other people that are speaking before it's my turn to speak. You know? Absolutely!
1: Uh, oh I yeah. Never really
9: thought about that before, but it's but it's the truth, you know. Yep. Yeah.
1: Yep. I I mean I think we've all been there. I think we've uh-huh. all been there. Uh, as they say, been there, done that. Right. Um, right. <laughs> I know I have for sure.
9: <laughs> but thanks. This is great, Luz. Thanks. Thanks to you and Anthony for this. Yeah. So um, here here are just some little
1: statements um that. We found, I think there's like twelve of them. I don't know little, little, uh, little phrases for um, active listening. Now here's a positive one Uh, you can say to someone: I can see that you're feeling very blah blah blah. However, you think they're feeling, you know, related to the conversation that you're having, and that's acknowledgement. Another one is. can you tell me more? And that's encouraging. Okay, so a negative one would be, how did you come to that conclusion? And that's more like kind of prying into, you know, like, and it kind of puts people on the defensive, maybe. Um, Here's another negative one. Now, no, I don't agree with this. This is uh, the article that that said this is negative. I don't agree with this. Let me see if I understand what you just said. And, and I don't think, I don't necessarily, I don't think that's a negative statement at all. Um, because you are, like I said, affirming that, uh, that you, um, you know, you understand. Um. And then another one that they said is negative is, don't you think it would be better if you, <laughs> and that's kind of manipulative, they say, and I agree with that. Um, and another one that's negative, if if somebody says something that, you know, they think is important and you say, well, that's not such a big deal. <laughs> um Another negative one might be, it would be best if you were to, and that's kind of, you know, giving people, uh, you know, answers that uh, it's not a good way to start uh, something like that out. You could think of a different way or a better way to say that or a more positive way to say it. Um, A positive one is many people feel the way you do. And that's making people feel you know that their their feelings are normal. Um, Another true one is, I can appreciate why you feel that way. And that's empathizing with somebody. And everybody needs a little empathy once in a while. And uh, another false one is, you should try to um, and that's kind of preachy. (laughs) And the last one, uh, um, a positive one is, I appreciate your willingness to, and that's kind of validation. So those are kind of things that you could, um, that you could use just to avow that, you know, that, uh, that you understand what people are saying, you know, even if you might not agree with it. So um... let's see. Let's see. what do we want to do now? Um, let's, let's do our little, uh, our little listener quiz. So you, you know, if if uh, we we don't really have a a scoring value on this, but, um, I think you'll get the idea of what are positive answers and what are negative answers. So um, we just have like several uh, uh, questions here that we're gonna um, that we're gonna put out there. And so let's see, where am I? Um, my Braille display is messing up. So these are some questions to ask yourself about active listening skills. Um, And the rating scale is, um, well, first of all, let's see. Um, The rating scale is always, usually, sometimes, rarely, or never. Okay. So you can just like, think of these in your head, and we're not gonna like, um, collect papers or anything. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So the first one is, how often, when you're having a discussion, are you quietly preparing your response, while someone is still talking? And so Anthony and I, we talked about all, you know, all of these questions among ourselves. And um, a lot of them, I was middle of the road because I said sometimes on this one, and it's true. Um, I often, I I, I often will do it. And we just, we just talked about that. like when you're raising your hand in Zoom while someone is talking, you're already thinking about what you're going to say. Obviously, you are. <laughs> or you wouldn't have raised your hand until they were finished. And so we all, I mean, we all do it. Hopefully, just sometimes. Hopefully, mm-hmm. not not always. <laughs> How about you, Anthony?
2: Yep. <laughs> Definitely. I mean, hopefully, we, we I find, don't do that. But then sometimes. The other question is, how often do you actively consider what others say to change direction of your thinking?
1: Yeah. Ah. Hmm. Well, I guess I'm going to have to go with sometimes on that one, too and i I think yeah sometimes
2: it's like when when we're um and and it's good when when we're in a meeting where we actively need to rethink or if we have a different um discussion that's has many different facets but then sometimes it's just allowing people the opportunity to um share their opinions, share their thoughts, allowing them to be heard. And at the same time, sometimes we find out that's exactly what you were thinking of.
1: Mm -hmm. All right. So the next one is how actively do you seek out diverse opinions that challenge your own perspective? Uh, Well, I'm a pretty opinionated person, (laughs) if you hadn't noticed that. (laughs) Uh, So uh, I hope I don't have to say rarely, I don't know. I know. Um, I guess I'll say sometimes, I guess. I hope I can say that and be honest about it. Because that's, I mean, that's hard, you know, because, I mean, if, you know, if you have a really strong opinion on something and you, you know, you actively, you know, seek out someone that you, that you know disagrees with you, you know, do we really do that? What do you think, Anthony?
2: (laughs) You you know, it's kind of like what, what Triple G was saying, um, how sometimes when we, um, are in a conversation and we, we, we have our own opinions we're, we, we want to fix it all. We, 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 we want to say in our mind, we're already saying that I got it. This is how it should be. This is how it is. This is what it's going to be. But then at the same time, if we slow down, take a pause, listen, and, you know, we can build Um, understanding and Mm -hmm. build collaboration and build partnerships.
1: Mm -hmm. All right. What's the next one? you want to read the next one?
2: Let's see. When engaged in a discussion, how often do you find yourself whoops, is that the same Interpreting someone else finishing their sentence. Uh, <laughs> uh-huh. well, I do that a lot. <laughs> so do I. I do. Well, I, when I'm in a rush, I'm like, <laughs> always, uh-huh. okay, cut off okay I know exactly what you're going to say and I just drop (laughs) in my uh, one or two sentence uh, two words and I'm like did I really hear what did I really want to hear what or I want to have a communication or it was like I don't got time
1: yeah well I hope I can say sometimes on that because I I mean I I think I used to be a lot worse at that but I mean, one thing I will say is uh, especially now that we're having a lot of of dialogue and communication over Zoom and Clubhouse, sometimes um, you you may not realize that you're interrupting the person because of there being a delay in the um, the way that that the information is being, um, Broadcasted. Do you know what I mean? Um, whereas, if you're if you're talking on the phone with somebody or you're uh, in person physically with them, it's easier to know when they are through speaking. But sometimes in Zoom, you don't know. Um, so that's mm-hmm. one defense of myself.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. So. Let's see. The next one is, um, oh, when conducting or attending a meeting, how often do you have your laptop open or your phone face up so you can stay (laughs) up on emails and texts? Well, I got to say sometimes on this one, too. Now, usually if I'm in like a one-on-one type, um, uh, meeting or dialogue or, or, uh, whatever, I really, really try not to, um, to do stuff like that. But if I am in a group setting, I do find myself multitasking and then I might miss something very important. And I, um, I gotta admit, I did that this morning when, uh, Cindy gave Michigan a um, presentation on uh, succession of leadership, (laughs) and I was doing something on this new toy that I got (laughs) that I got into Zoom with, and I didn't hear what one of the people said, and I thought, oh, my God, I missed And so I said, I'm I'm really sorry, but I missed what you said, (laughs) because I was doing something else. And I I mean, shame on me. This was a really, really important, you know, presentation that, you know, Cindy gave up her Saturday morning to do for us. And uh, it was an excellent presentation, by the way. And I did not do that again during that meeting. I did not multitask. So... I do learn lessons <laughs> for a while anyway. <laughs> oh my gosh. I,
2: I I I'm equally as 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 guilty as on that. I mean I, I think especially when it's it's to um events or um opportunities. It's so funny. Sometimes your your family or sometimes um situations that you have you want to carve out family time but then so often we get so busy and we we don't always see everybody and then it's like um but if people are carving out that time we should equally try to carve out that um opportunity to dialogue and then you know we learn so much
1: yep that's for sure
2: how often do you ask follow up questions or ask a person you're you're talking with to elaborate on what you're saying i mean on what they're saying so and you know sometimes if it's (laughs) i look at time and sometimes i get like really fidgety it's like okay we gotta get done but then sometimes yeah i I can see myself doing that but sometimes when we ask and have people um it takes a little longer sometimes, but at the same time it this builds an understanding and it this builds people that opportunity to be to feel like they're heard.
1: Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna say, uh yeah, I'm gonna say, you know, if I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing, like not multitasking and things like that, if I I will usually, I'm gonna say usually on that one ask follow up questions. So I'll give myself that. (laughs) All right. So, um, how often do you affirm your understanding by repeating back what you heard? And so I guess uh, I'm I'm gonna say sometimes on that because I don't always, I, I don't, I don't always do that. Um, I should. We, I mean, gosh, how many times did we talk about this today? <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, it, it, I, I think it's, it's, you know, we're we're all in the process of growing. We're all in the process of being developed, and I, I think, I think, in, in with everything, it, it's, it's an ongoing process.
1: <laughs> yeah oh yeah i agree Lucy, it's it's 20 after <gasps> oh oh my god <laughs> all right so let's see if anybody if anybody has any uh last i guess comments i guess because god our time went away anybody triple J. all right
5: A word I've heard a lot today, and I'm just pointing this out, is developed and develop. And active listening is one of those skills that develops you as a person. And, um, you know, even though I've had all this active listening training and things like that, I'm not perfect at it. I mean, I just told you guys what I did here. I'm sitting through this meeting and I thought it was going to end in an hour. And, you know, I have a short attention span and I'm sitting here, you know, but I'm still listening and I'm still developing as a listener, you know, um, and I'm, I'm growing by that. So, and that's one of the core principles of ACB is, is, uh, developing. So just wanted to say that. All right.
1: I appreciate that. Yeah. Anybody else? No. Okay. Um, well, we, we had planned to do a little, um, a little role-playing exercise, but I don't really think we have time to do that. Uh, well, I know we don't. <laughs> so, um, but I think we have um, we have talked a, about a lot of cool things today, and and um, exchanged a lot of information and shared a lot of ideas. Uh, I know that you all have shared as you know as much with us as as we've shared with you, and you know, given us your uh, thoughts on what we can do to help improve ourselves because I mean we all we all can stand to improve our listening skills. I certainly can and I I'm pretty sure I can say it for most of us in here. Um, Maybe Kenneth I don't know. Kenneth is a pretty good listener but (laughs) so um so I have really really enjoyed uh, working with Anthony and putting these two programs together. And um so Anthony what do you what do you think about all this what do you
2: De- I definitely think um feel like um just um creating a um personal development you know personal growth habit is definitely important and you know like I was was saying, I mean, it's, you know, refreshing um, to realize that we can um, build relationships and we can um, build bridges um, of understanding even through, you know, different situations, um, um, good situations or even challenging situations. And, and uh, that's the key when we're um, connecting and we are building a sense of understanding, a sense of trust. It definitely is um just refreshing.
1: Yeah. And I, I think it's, um, you know, like I know we've all heard seminars and workshops on this type of thing throughout our lives. You know, we, we've, we've all been involved in stuff like that, but I don't think it ever hurts to, to repeat it again and go through it again because I think we can all get kind of complacent in our listening uh, abilities and skills because we we've all got busy lives and we might not sometimes feel like we have time you know to um, to give to someone uh, to give the time to them that they that they want and need um, and so I think, I think it's always beneficial to go over these things and, you know, kind of just um, reiterate them and uh, uh, help to, um, to make us grow as a better listener. So, so I think we will wrap it up for now in case, uh, unless anybody has any final thoughts that they want to share with us. Carla, you've got about two minutes. <laughs>
8: okay, yeah. Carla. All, I apologize. I bumped with my elbow and my jaws came on in the middle of it. And I was listening. I was writing all these notes down. <laughs> and I plan on rating myself on these things and seeing if I pr- improve. But my question is, what do you do when you have to multitask like if somebody's if you're somebody's walking with you and you need to concentrate on where you're going and they're giving you all this important information and you 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 can't concentrate on both. Oh,
1: well. Um, well, I guess if if <laughs> if it's another person who is blind, then you would would really have to concentrate on where you're going, but. If it's somebody that you're walking with that's a sighted person, maybe you could just say, could I, you know, could I just take your arm um, and, you know, walk with you so that I can really listen to what you're saying and not, you know what I'm saying, Carla?
8: i do and this happens usually with sighted people and they tell me all these important things and i have to concentrate on where i'm going and you know i can't do both and you know i'm always going to miss something then and it's not my fault it's either concentrate on where i'm going to go or fall down a pair of stairs or something you know (laughs) what i mean so both things are important so there are times when you and, and i don't know and i don't know if i'd be out of line to say to the person could um, could we get there and then you could tell me what you want to tell me because I really have to concentrate <laughs> on getting there or can I take your arm or I don't know but I liked your suggestion about may I take your arm so I don't have to concentrate on getting there
1: and then you could tell me that's what I would do okay I, I know I would Um. and and I I probably have and I I mean, this is kind of not on the subject, but when I'm walking with someone who is sighted, I most generally take their arm anyway, just so that, I mean, because I don't always walk in a straight line and I might walk in front of them or walk, behind. you know what I'm saying? I, I, I just, it's just easier. It it, it just is. Yes. I don't have to show anybody that I'm independent. I know I am. And I've been there, done that walking by myself. So it's like, i if i'm walking with somebody sighted that's just what i do
8: it's like it always happens when i'm in a group and it's hard to do and they're just yeah this information but i just wanted to tell you guys i really appreciated this seminar you all did a great job and oh, I, thank my, you. I wrote all these questions down. That's how I bumped the computer with my elbow and my chair.
1: Oh, good. I'm glad you did. So yeah, what I'm, I'm going to
8: do is I'm going to figure out a rating system and periodically I'm going to give myself that little quiz and see if my oh, cool. quotient imp- improves. I guess that's
7: Lucy Edmonds that makes... is the co host
8: awesome. now. Thank you so much. Thank you so much.
1: Thanks, Carla. Thank you so much. All right. Well, we're done here. Thank you so much, everyone.
2: For yes, being thank here. you. Yeah. We're at the bottom of the hour. <laughs>
1: and thank you, Sheila and oh, Belle. Uh, thank you, Sheila, for hosting and Belle for moderating and broadcasting and streaming. So take care, everyone.